Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. What is a, okay. You said it before just now, what's a puppy button, puppy button you want to talk about? Puppy buttons. I'll, I'll tell you. What is it? So there are these, it's a way to teach your dog to talk like using words. Oh, it's, oh yes, yes. I've seen that. Like, um, the call, I saw border call using that, right? Yes. Yes. And do you do that with your dogs? What kind I of dogs just started teaching them. How old your dog? So I have two. They're both, they're sisters, but they're from different litters. They're um, Pomeranian Chihuahua crosses. The first one that we got was a rescue. And then they rescued the second litter. And so we got another one. So the older one's about to be eight years old. So you can teach an old dog new tricks. And um, the younger one is six months younger. So she's about seven and a half. But we are having so much fun with the puppy buttons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to have to check that out because I have a Jack Russell who's 14. Stubborn as all get out, but he's smart. And I've got a pity mix where she's a little bit like chiller, but I think she's smarter because she kind of anticipates things. Whereas my Jack Russell is like, if you're going to throw the ball, you're throwing it in that direction. And that's the direction I'm running in. So it's really kind of a, a funny thing there. But I'm going to check that out. Punny, wait, puppy buttons. The best place to check it out to get started is on YouTube. There's a channel called What About Bunny? And this is actually part of a university study. So she's got cameras on her all the time. And she uses a setup called Fluent Pet, which is based on, I don't know, some kind of dimensions and they're organized a certain way. But this dog can form sentences. Oh, wow. That's way cool. To tell you what you want. And it's not accidental. You can definitely tell. She knows what she's telling you. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe if your puppies can hear this recording and they'll know that the mic is listening and then maybe we'll kick off the show. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. We'll break you in, Casey. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. I am Sia. I don't know why I keep saying my name, but anyway, I think that's going to be my proper intro from here on out. But want to talk about a very excited guest that I've just been begging to have join us for the last two years since I've met her. And uh, we will talk to Casey Haston shortly. But I want to talk about something uh, in my little brand. It's a revisit. Last week, I talked about perfection and imperfection. It's a theme, I think, for the rest of the month of January and the rest of 2022 is I'm discovering so much more grace that I'm giving myself in a lot of the things that I do. I know that I'm in, I'm fallible, though we all try to be infallible at times. And I think to some degree that's prohibiting folks to take that next leap, that next step in their life. And so I'm here to reiterate, you guys, there is beauty there's perfection and imperfection. So I strongly encourage you for those that maybe created content in the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic, reconsider looking at the content that you've created and repurpose it. So we are busy. Everyone's running on full cylinders. And I've been talking to a lot of clients lately that say, you know what? I don't know. I just have time to record new content. Is there a possibility that I can just record or, or use what I already did in a different way? And the answer is a resounding yes. There are some folks that maybe didn't have the best video quality. 
and but their audio sounded great. Maybe we could re re-swizzle it in a different way. Um, I've heard this stat before and I'll say it again because it's true, at least for me. Back in the day, if you gave a presentation, you had to say something three times in order for your audience to remember or just remember that point. Now, because of social media, because of the people like us right here, like me doing this, it's 17 times you have to hear a point before something can really register. And oftentimes, I say this every time, find an emotional connection to the point you're making and it's going to, uh, you know, capture your little tendrils to help your audience remember a little bit better and connect with you better. So again, just reiteration, there's perfection and imperfection. If things aren't perfect, if the stuff that you created isn't the best thing that you love, but the the content is good, I highly suggest you repurpose it. It doesn't take a whole ton of extra work. It does, however, take a little patience to kind of revisit what you like, but that's it. And then you've recorded it. You can put it in blogs. You can put it into social media. You can make a TikTok version of it if you want to for those that are really ambitious and cool. So that's my uh, few minutes of rant there. And um, if you have any questions, obviously hit me up. So today I want to welcome a very, very cool guest. Her name is Ms. Casey Haston. Casey, welcome. Hello. I am so excited to be here with you today. And I love your message. That was for me. That repurposed your content. That was absolutely for me today. So thank you. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. And you girl have a lot of content. I mean, you are the premier, at least that I see here, maybe I'm slightly biased. You are the consummate host of We Are VIP podcast. And I just love just you do podcasting right. You do podcasting in a way that reflects your personality, your interests, but also you highlight your guests in such a way that is welcoming. And I see a lot of the guests relaxed. So Casey, I just got to ask, was that something that you developed or is that something that's always been in you? Why are you so damn cool is my question. <laughs> Because of people like you, you keep telling me I'm cool and I start to believe it. I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I think it's just, you know, I have a genuine love for people. And that was the whole reason I started that podcast because, you know, I love to network. I love to make new friends. I, I tell everybody as soon as I meet them, you're my new friend. You're my new best friend, you know. And I just, but I love to hear their stories and I love to listen to them. And I think that's probably key is listening to them. But then interacting because you listen to them, asking those follow up questions. And, you know, when I started thinking about the podcast, you know, it was simply because I had met so many cool people. And I was like, it's just not fair that more people don't get to meet these people. They don't yeah. get to hear their message. And so I wanted to be an avenue and channel to help. Even though these people are getting their message out, I wanted to be an additional resource to them to help them get their message out. And they're helping my audience as well, because, you know, our audience, this is our company podcast and, and, and we are recruiters. And so we want to help those job seekers find that next best job to help them find their passion, help them make a pivot if they're not in the right role. You know, I was not in the right role for 20 years. Mm. So and, and then we also want to help companies create better cultures so they can keep that good talent. Right. Oh, yes. I have I have a guest coming on pretty soon. Um, they just wrote a book called Love as a Business Strategy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be powerful. Oh, you know what? That I think there's so much more love that's needed. You know, it's almost, it reminds me of like, you know, the Beatles, like, you know, all we need is love. Yes. But there's some truth to that. I know it sounds hippy dippy, but if we could take empathy and really apply it to our workplace, to our personal lives, I think we as a society will go so much further. Now, granted, I'm not going deep. 
I'm not deep, so I'm not going too <laughs> deep on that. But I do, I do strongly believe we've entered such a really interesting time with this whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's reset us as a humanity on Earth to really reevaluate what what it is that's important to us. I mean. So I have to ask you on this then, from a recruiting perspective, we hear about that whole great, you know, resignation and we hear folks, um, you know, there was already rumblings of the whole gig, you know, economy long before mm -hmm. this. But what are you seeing? And I guess, what are you seeing? Is it, is it true or is it hype? No, it's absolutely true. Um, in fact, over the last few months, um, just the numbers of people that are quitting their jobs is staggering. Okay. And this, these numbers are a combination of those that are permanently exiting the workforce and those that are finding new jobs or just quitting their jobs because they're not putting up with the toxic environment anymore. I've talked to a lot of people who have done that. They're not scared to do it anymore. Right. Mm. To just before I would always tell my candidates, don't quit a job without having a job. Right. Now people don't care. Yeah. They really don't care. They are not. And you're right. During this pandemic, people have done a lot of reflecting. Um, I think a large part of that great resignation is because, and we're seeing women like four to one exiting the workforce. Okay. It's, it, they're, they're talking about the setback, you know, what it's doing to that equal, gender equality in the workforce now, because the women are taking a step back. There was a recent survey that was done. I can't remember who did the survey, but um, they found that when they questioned these women, um, one out of four women, 25%, were talking about taking a step back so they would have better quality of life or completely exiting the workforce. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. That's totally going in the wrong direction. Okay. Okay. So the, okay. And I didn't even think about the gender at mm -hmm. all, the gender equation, but okay. This is, this is more anecdotal question. Is it because of the pandemic, everyone's been home that do women just have that stronger tug and pull to be like, you know what? I need to spend more time with my family. Is that what's, do you think that's kind of driving it or just simply I'm not putting up with BS and women have a lower tolerance for BS? I, I think it's both. And it's not just women on the BS. OK, this is <laughs> yeah. gender neutral on that one. But when it comes to the women, I mean, who's typically the caregiver? Females. You know, when the kids yeah. are home from school during the pandemic and they're having to be taught, who's primarily responsible for that? I'm not saying the dads aren't stepping out. <clears throat> but primarily it is the mom. It, it was the moms. Right. Yeah. And because they're having to be teacher, mom, caregiver, sometimes to older, you know, family members or other family members, they they're they were burning out at an incredible rate. Yeah. And I think a lot of us during this time woke up and said, you know what? It's not about working for the man to put more money in his pocket. It's about filling my bucket. Yeah. <clears throat> about making me whole. You know, so I think that's really what we're seeing and why we're seeing a greater number of women exiting the workforce. Oh, my gosh. It, it is. It, it resonates so true. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've been in part of so many women's business organizations. You've got extraordinarily competent, very capable mm -hmm. women that do have that tug. And I can see what you're saying, which is, look, if you have to reprioritize, the company doesn't owe you anything and clearly tells you that they don't owe you anything. There's no allegiance. There's yep. no... There's that men the mentality of working for a company for 20 plus years till retirement or 30 years, whatever, has gone through the wayside. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, because that mentality was very prevalent in the boomer and silent generation, right? I'm a mm -hmm. big generational person. I know everyone keeps saying that, but I think there's some truth because I think there's some cyclicalness of, is even a word? Cyclicalness? <laughs> it is now. Cyclicality? <laughs> what, is, what word would it be? Cycle? Know. 
cyclical cyclical i, I think is what it's cyclical okay yeah. um damn it, i'm gonna start my own <laughs> vocabulary <laughs> um hey if you understand me isn't that still communication? You know okay. what? I was I put that in an email the other day, just a side note, because I made up a word and I was like, yes, I know it's not a real word. <laughs> Go with it. You know what I'm saying? You unders me. That's why I tell my friends. You unders me. What more do you want? Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's not digress too much. But yeah, no. Okay. So cyclical. It's mm -hmm. cyclical. Um, maybe I should just use a different word. But uh, it comes in waves. It comes in waves because I think humans are naturally behave consistently right and that's why there's that saying is you know if you don't understand history you're doomed to repeat yourself right mm -hmm. i'm sensing and you said it right there uh, earlier you mentioned it is some folks are exiting the workforce period do you think this is just the timing where the boomers are finally saying oh you know what i'm going to retire now and you know what the pandemic is kind of accelerating that moment of time but we knew this was coming this shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that the boomers they weren't retiring fast enough I remember he reading about this like five, six years ago. And the reason why, like the Gen Xers are like, and that is us, the coolest generation ever. Absolutely. Uh, we're not necessarily in executive management roles. Sure, there certainly are, but they weren't as much because the boomers were occupying some of these executive, super mm -hmm. executive leadership positions, the C-suite, et cetera. And then and there was a big complaint where the millennials are trying to move up in time, right? The oldest millennials are pushing 40, which by the way, very sad. <laughs> very sad <laughs> i'm like wait how old are they now like 40 wait no i i have a millennial so yes and i'm not gonna tell you how old he's about to be yeah no and then when i hear that you know when you think about gen z and now the gen alphas i'm like oh my god like stop just stop with all this but it, i think it's true boomers are they <clears throat> do you think they were going to retire anyway or do you think this pandemic has accelerated thus creating this great resignation I think that that is a part of it. I don't think that that's the biggest part of it. So yes, okay. we are seeing people cite early retirement as a reason for exiting the workforce. Um, but we're seeing so many other reasons too for why they're exiting. Some of them are saying, I'm scared to go to work. Some of them are saying, I mm. we've, like you said, reprioritized and we've decided we can make it on one income and then have yeah. that better quality of life at home you know, and kind of going back to that, you know, one income household where the kids are getting more attention, whether that's the father or the mother, you know, but it, there's so many different factors that are playing into this. I wouldn't say that early retirement's the driving force at all. Well, you know, <laughs> early retirement, what an elusive concept, right? But I do think, I think financially, I think they say that um, us generationally have fared better in saving our money. So I think this pandemic has been very good for those that were mm -hmm. saving for a rainy day. Um, and of course, my prepper friends, they're like thrilled because they're like, yay, we get to use our dried goods that we've been storing up for the last 20 years. I'm kidding now. So, okay. I Hey, don't knock on preppers because girl, I'm I'm I, li I live with one. So let me tell you that, you know, that ice storm in December or January of we were last very year. Very grateful, weren't you? <laughs> we were coasting. We were like yep. all good. And then, of course, when you date an introvert, like the pandemic was like a like a per I didn't realize I could be an introvert as well. I don't know. Maybe it might be called laziness if you're an extrovert that was completely content, like isolating. But yeah, no. Um, OK, so so let me ask you this, because, you know. Casey, you're such an amazing person and you're, you've always been willing to give. And I love that about you. And I guess my question is, is like when 
you think about your tagline, right? Um, and I, by the way, the theme song, and I know you're like laughing at me, but this is how we do it. I used to be a recruiter back in the day. And it, there's like that exhilaration of like, oh yeah, I play someone. Yeah. But you're taking a step further. You're like changing their lives by giving them, um, you know, jobs that they actually love, like, enjoy, can career, you know, go grow in their career. How did you come about that? Like when I was a recruiter, I'm not going to lie to you. It was during the dot-com days. I was selfish. I'm like money. I made some money. But how come you, yeah, yeah. I'm rich (laughs) No, But how is it that you actually came about saying, no, I'm I'm actually doing it for a bigger purpose. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like to make money too, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not my intent to make somebody hate their life. And I've seen so many recruiters do that, not even care about, you know, whether that person was going to be happy in that role. So I even go even a step further because one of the things I do is I want and let me step back here. The reason I do this is because I was in a career I did not love for 20 years and nobody told me that it was okay to go look for something else. Mm. And so I, and when I found my passion and I realized how fulfilling life could be, I don't work a day in my life because I love so much what I do. I love talking to you. I love doing the podcast. I love helping people find jobs. I love coaching. I love all of this stuff. And you know, when I'm, you know me, I'm an extremist. When I'm passionate about something, I'm like 200% in. (laughs) I there's no filter on me, no breaks, right? Yeah. So when it comes to helping people um, find a new job, when they engage with me, I don't talk to them at a surface level, like, here's your resume. How much do you want to make? Where do you want to work? I want to dig deep and I want to find out what's going to make you happy to get up and go to work tomorrow. And if it's not accounting, let's figure out what it is. If it's not <laughs> finance, let's figure out what it is. I'm okay with that. And a lot of people are like, but you're taking money out of your, uh, you're taking money away from yourself. I don't care. My Number one internal rule is give value first. Mm. And I believe, and I when I teach people how to recruit and stuff like that, I teach them give value first, the money will follow. I love that because it's rare. Because I think what you're really saying is, is don't think about yourself, right? This is not about you. This job right. of recruiting is really not about the recruiter. This is really enabling whomever and helping them to get to their next stuff. And and and, th- and there's some truth to this. And as a recruiter, you're kind of hoping you're placing someone that is happy and content mm-hmm. and will live there in that place forever. But the reality of it is, is they're going to probably be looking in the future at some point for whatever reason, their life changes, their interest changes, whatever you want to, you want them to come back to you too, right? You Absolutely. want them to, or refer their friends to say, Hey, yes, Casey hooked me up. Uh, can I tell you a quick story about that? So, and I think this is just the epitome of how much I love my candidates. Okay. So when I first started recruiting, I engaged with a candidate back in 2013. So like I said, this is not my first career, right? But I've been doing it almost 10 years now. So in 2013, she had been with her company for like six years. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I got a good one. She's not a job hopper, you know, but she ended up finding a role on her own. Well, for the next seven years, I called her two or three times a year. Most of the time she didn't answer or call me back, but she knew that I was still thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally we would talk, you know, and it was so funny because her voicemail was the same from 2013 to 2020. And it was her daughter from when she was like six. It was so cute, but her daughter's oh. like grown now. Um, not really. But so anyway, so in 2020, two weeks before the world broke, 
I get a phone call from this girl. She's bawling her eyes out. And I'm like, okay, take a breath. What's going on? And she goes, I just quit my job without notice. And she'd been there since 2013. Oh my gosh. I'm like, all right. And, and she's not irrational. This obviously she's very loyal and she stays with companies. I was like, what happened? She told me what happened. And I was like, you know what? I can, I can work with this, you know? And I actually had a position that I was working on at the time that she was a perfect fit for. But whenever somebody quits their job without notice, it just puts a bad taste in people's mouth. Right. And so you've, you need somebody to be your champion, to be able right. to it, tell your story when you're engaging. That's the beauty of having a recruiter. We get to be your champion. We get to be that interface. Okay. And we get to tell you what not to say or how to say it, you know? Um, but I presented her to um, my client. They loved her. She ended up getting a $20,000 raise. I explained to them the situation and she, they were like, yeah, hire her. She was in the office one week and the world broke down and she's been remote ever since. Oh my but gosh. That's the kind of relationship I like to develop. It took me seven years to make money off of her. But yes, and I don't really care that I made money off of her. What I care about is that I was there when she needed me. And oh my goodness gracious, you're going to make me cry <laughs> because I, I do think recruiting does get a bad reputation at times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, it's there are some folks in your industry, and I, like I said, I worked it early on back in the day that were just shady, shady, shady. And it's sad mm -hmm. to me because it doesn't need to be that way. You don't need to look at people as dollar bills, you know, dollar, dollar bills, oh, yo, you know, ooh, I hate that, uh, you know, and so, okay. If I were a job seeker and, um, okay, so Casey, what industries do you specifically focus on for so clarity? My main wheelhouse is accounting, finance, audit, and tax. Those are all very much interrelated. Uh, <clears throat> we do have a few one-offs that we'll work on. So we've worked on HR marketing. Um, I've done some COOs. I've got a VP of business development I'm working on, which I'd love to share with people right now. Um, it's actually an SVP. So it's very mainly accounting and finance, but I don't want anybody not to reach out to me if they're not in those disciplines, because I'm in the business of you never know, and you never know what's going to come across my desk. Right. Well, then also your the industry, we all talk to each other too, right? So there's exactly, and I was just thinking, I want to introduce you to my buddy because he founded, I, when I worked with him, we worked at a recruiting agency together and then he started his own business, but mm -hmm. he focuses predominantly on tech and executives. And, uh, I don't know. I just feel like you, know, you guys should introduce each other just because you can like fill out, like we can refer candidates, re corporate environment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know. I, I think that. And I think that is a whole thing about podcasting too, in general, right? Having another podcast host on the shows is you kind of like cross pollinate each other's mm -hmm. environments. And I don't know, it's almost like you, it, subtly, very subtly, you're, you're introducing to each other, like not just you, but your community. Absolutely. Communities Absolutely. with one another. Okay. One of the, one of the most favorite episodes that you've ever done interview on uh we are VIP that, I don't know. I know it's been, I know it's been a few, you know, sleep cycles, but is there any that stand out to you that just cracks you up or makes you want to cry or just what standout moment? I think probably, um, and there's several, okay. But probably the one that like, when I heard this guest was coming on, I literally fell to my knees because it was one that we talk about, <clears throat> pardon me, allergies. We talk about all the time on the podcast. We talk about because his book, I credit with changing my life and getting my, getting me in gear, getting me to where I am today. And that book is called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And 
you know, and we talk about it and it's all about setting your day up for success. In fact, that's one of our VIP questions. What's one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? And that stemmed from reading that book. And he, I finally had Hal Elrod on the podcast. Yeah. International best-selling author came on our podcast. We've had several actually, but he was the one that I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> this, I don't believe this is happening. I don't believe I get to talk to him. This doesn't happen in real life, right? Right. So that was probably the one. And I, I highly recommend that people listen to that. It's episode 85. And the reason I recommend it is because he goes into great detail about how to create affirmations, not just, I am wealthy. No, you're not. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> he gives you a really good structure for creating affirmations that will help change your life. And I firmly believe in affirmations. Oh, I'll definitely put that in the show notes for sure. Thanks for the recommendation. And speaking of, you know, affirmation and, you know, really kind of putting pen to paper with your thoughts mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of making things happen. Let's talk about this little project here, <laughs> Awaken Your Potential. And this is a journal that you are about to release. Correct. And um, I want to highlight this, this quote here. So a year from now, you will wish you started today. So talk to me, why is that your favorite quote? It's kind of like planting that tree, right? So it's it reminds me not to put something off just because I think I'm not ready to do it. So starting a podcast, I, had, I, I tell everybody I fly by the seat of my pants, but really it's because of this quote. I don't worry about, you know, the details. I, I know the details will fill themselves in. I'm, I'm that big picture thinker, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's why this is my favorite quote because it reminds us that you know, start now. It's just like when I started my personal branding, okay, in 2019. If I hadn't started that when I did, I wouldn't be ready for this uh, journal launch coming up. That just kind of paved the way for this to happen. So if I hadn't done that, I'd have been wishing that I had two years later yeah, or a year later. So that's why that's my favorite quote. You know, it just reminded me of, of another quote that I'd read or uh, look, people You'll, as you know, I can't get idioms right, so don't even think about getting an, any like quote right. But <laughs> I am, I am reminded of. So wait, let me say one more time. Everyone, check out "Awaken Your Potential." I think that's going to be like such a very helpful, just feel good. It just seems like it'll be an inspiration and a, a gentle, not so gentle reminder at times for us. Um, so Casey, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Well, and real quick, if I can just tell you, uh, holistically, this journal is everything I wanted. Okay. I'm a journal junkie. I was carrying around four or five different journals and I went out, I was like, there's got to be something that's all inclusive. There wasn't, mm. there absolutely wasn't. So there's six different sections to this mindset, affirmations, efficiency. So that's your habit stacking. So you can get more done, read atomic habits. It's amazing. Um, goal setting, huge You've got to write down your goals, right? Yeah. And I give you a very clear format on how to do this and make it really easy for you. Productivity, okay? This is the bulk of the journal. There's 404 pages in this quarterly journal, okay? Oh my gosh. But it's, and it's guided. So the most of it's the daily pages, right? But then it's got your weekly review, your weekly overview for the next week. But the daily pages are where the magic happens because it ties everything together. Together, yeah. And ties it back. And so the last section is finance. And then underlying, not completely called out, is health. Because at the end of each week, I give you an opportunity to meal plan and give you a grocery list broken down by sections that you can tear out and take with you. Oh my gosh, Casey, I cannot wait. There are some... Folks, I know 
might be able to <laughs> use some of that. So let me know. No, that's so. It is funny. When I was younger, I didn't think these types of things were helpful. I think when you're in your youth, I think there's just a certain, like, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to carve my own path. I'm going to do it my own way. Don't tell me what to do. I'm an yeah. adult now. Right. And at some point, I think in your life, you realize, look, the way I was going about it probably wasn't the most efficient, or maybe I'm just kind of lollygagging. Or like you say, if you don't have a goal, anywhere mm. will get you there. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I think we do meander. I know for a fact, I meander way too much. So um, I was going to say a quote about the, you know, if you don't start, but okay, wait, what was the quote again? I always get this messed up here. Wait, so. I'll butcher it. A year if I say from it. now, you'll wish you started today. Okay. Wanted to reiterate this thought was there was a gentleman that said something to the effect of like, you know what? Um, uh, he was talking about college graduating or getting his MBA, one of the two degrees. And he said, you know, I was thinking about getting my degree at 40 years old and thinking, oh, I'm 40 years old trying to get my degree. Well, in four or five years from now, whatever it takes you to get your degree, whatever degree it is you're going for, you're going to have it. Yeah. Whereas if you never started, you would just be the same person that you were from the beginning, right? You haven't changed or evolved or acquired it. I'm so slaughtering this quote. It it's is fine. not even funny. <laughs> You know, something else I want to tell you, there are over 120 different quotes in this journal. Every single day has a different quote. And I can't tell you the number of people because we're beta testing it right now that have come in. They're like, that quote was so timely. It's almost like a horoscope. Somehow it fits, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, something tells me you probably were thinking of me and didn't really know it. Just saying. <laughs> With that last quote. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> but I, I do like that because, again... As podcasters, what was it that finally just said, I'm going to get off my you-know-what and I'm going to launch a podcast? What 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 took you over that edge? Um, I launched my personal brand and it made sense to follow that up with a podcast at that time. And it helped that, you know, I decided I was going to do it. And I'm one of those people like, you got to speak it out in the universe, right? And then people right. make it happen. So I had, I'll tell you an example of that here in just a second. But I went to my partners here at VIP and I asked them, I, or I told them, I said, look, I'm going to start a podcast. And I just wanted you to know, cause I know I'm a reflection on you. I promise I won't embarrass you, but I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Do it for us. And I was like, okay. And then it was just like, boom, 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 boom. it was on. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Casey, I know we can talk forever. And I, I as always, I always run long. So don't want to like shorten uh, our opportunity here for those that want to get a hold of you, go on to get to know you outside of your website down there. Um, how else can those get to know you a little bit better? So probably the best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I've got a very strong presence there. I'm constantly posting stuff or not as often as I should. I'm going to start repurposing. Thank you, Sia. Um, but um, LinkedIn is definitely where I live most of the time. You can also reach out to me at hello at CaseyHaston.com. And one last thing I want to really recommend or encourage people. There is a free assessment on my website. Okay. And this is an amazing assessment. I'm happy to debrief with you over it after you take it, but it tells you how you're wired at the core internally. So it's going to tell you what you love. Like, had I taken this assessment before I went into accounting, I would have never gone into accounting. Oh my gosh. I wish I had taken this then and not wasted I, 20 years. 
I seriously think you in accounting. Actually, you know what? You might have livened up the space in accounting. So maybe you did a good deed in your, you might have been suffering personally, but I think you did a good deed for everybody else. Maybe. You entertained him. There you go. <laughs> well, no. So Casey, thank you so very much for uh, joining. And I know it's taken forever for us to get together on this, but I love you like a love song. You're awesome. You're a rock star. Everyone, please check out Casey Haston. And of course, check out our book, Awaken Your Potential. It's a great journal. Um, I'm already like sold on it. Everything that you've checked off, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I get it. I get it. So Casey, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And for those that are interested in learning more about wearevip.com, don't forget to check out the podcast. That's what it's all about, you guys. The mic is listening. So on that note, make sure you hit it up, like, subscribe, and comment, and share. And, I mean, if you want to, like, send money our way, none of us will ever say no to you. On that note, guys, I think that wraps up for another episode of The Mic is Listening. Bye.